0: Welcome back to the AmRooted Podcast. If you're new here, I highly recommend for you to subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to make sure you never miss another episode. And for those returning, I just wanna say thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen and thank you for your support. So today we're gonna be talking about selling your timber. If you've been following us at all, if you've been following me, On social media in any form or fashion you know I love talking about selling your timber and cutting trees and all the positive sides of it I love helping women overcome their initial fears anxieties and squeezy emotions when it comes to doing a timber sale and today we're gonna be talking about a realistic time frame when it comes to harvesting your timber and deciding to get that profit during a timber sale as we just recently had Elliot Marsh with Edward Jones talking about how land is a part of your wealth portfolio and the generational wealth it can create for you. But how often it tends to get forgotten about with so many landowners when they're meeting with their financial advisor or looking at all their potential financial aspects when it comes to their portfolio. Now this is important because it turns out, according to him and his experience, and I would have to say I wholeheartedly agree and can see this happening, there are two types of people when it comes to their land and what they consider their land to be as part of their generational wealth or their financial portfolio. There are those who completely forget about their land They are talking about stocks and bonds and IRAs and 401ks and any other investments they can do on the internet, you know, kind of out there with physical hard cash money. We're not going to be talking about Bitcoin, but maybe that is part of what they're looking at for their wealth portfolio as well. So they're talking about all these, monetary assets with their financial advisor while they're trying to line up if they are setting themselves up for success for retirement, for college, or whatever other financial goals they have. And then they'll mention, oh yeah, and we also have this land over there. And they completely forget that their land can be a wealth generating asset. It also requires investments of itself into it to make sure it continues to be a wealth generating asset, but they completely forget to even mention it. Maybe they spend an hour, hour and a half with their financial advisor and it just didn't even cross their mind once until they get the question, do you have any other assets? And it's probably phrased, We have a little bit of land or a, Oh yeah, I forgot. We also have some land. Then there's the other type where they realize they have their land, they may or may not be communicating their land with their financial advisor again, because they're looking at their land as an instant piggy bank. They're looking at it as like, well, if I need any extra cash to help supplement my retirement, to help pay for whatever it is that I am looking to buy in that particular time, I'll just cut some trees. I'll just cut some timber whenever I need a little bit of cash to help pay for something. Well, Luckily, he also recognizes, but it's kind of a newsflash that cutting timber doesn't work like that. It is a great wealth generating tool, but it's not an instant access piggy bank. It can take a while from deciding to cut trees to actually cutting them down and getting the profit margins from them. Now, what does a while mean? You may be like, well, don't you also talk about being wary of people offering you cash value right away isn't that just more or less saying that I could decide to sell my timber and maybe within a couple weeks get thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially just simply from deciding to cut my trees well I said no ideally it probably won't be a week or even a couple weeks from when you decide to cut your trees and actually receiving your profits. Now, how you receive your money comes in a couple different ways. You can either receive it as a lump sum check, a all-in-one, get it up front, get it at the beginning of the operation check, or you can receive it in weekly or bi-weekly installments. As your trees get harvested, you get paid for the trees that got cut down and sent to the mill. Ignoring both of those scenarios, I would still tell you that your trees are not an instant access piggy bank, even with that lump sum check that you're getting up front. Now, why am I saying this? Alright, so let's let's look at some realistic time frames that I would encourage you to actually take. Not making a light switch on decision saying, I'm going to cut my trees and I'm going to sell them to the first person that I run up on. No, we are going to do this the smart way, the wise way. We are going to get a consulting forester, first of all, to help us with this timber sale. Why would I do that? They're going to take a percentage of my timber sale and I am losing money. I would argue that they will easily, easily give you that percentage that they are charging you and not only that you get the reduced stress load of not having to monitor it to making sure that you are getting fair value fair market price and all the operations are proceeding smoothly so step one is you are going to want to find a consultant forester to work for you again if you don't already have a consultant forester that you're working with regularly that you trust I want you to interview at least three. And this is to make sure that you are finding the right consultant that you are comfortable with because again, a timber sale. Harvesting trees is often a very emotional practice. It is a necessary tool, but it can be very emotional for most landowners to see that drastic, extreme change of their landscape. And so I want to make sure that the forester you are working with you have full confidence in what they're doing and how they are going about the operations. And so give yourself a week, a week's time frame to call, interview a couple, three different consultant foresters, and then think on it, who was the right fit for you? Now, if you don't even know what questions to ask you can check out our blog articles five interview questions to ask a consultant forester to ask each of these individuals to make sure that you can compare apples to apples because there's going to be no right answer on what you should expect each consultant forester may charge a slightly different percentage rate for different services and you want to make sure you are understanding exactly what they are providing you and comparing them across the board fairly. And that way you can make the best decision for yourself. I also want you to call three different consulting foresters to see who you communicate best with. There's a lot of different personalities out there and some you tend to mesh better with than others. And that's perfectly natural and okay. Maybe you decide to go with forester A because you guys just communicated and felt most comfortable with one another. Maybe there wasn't any drastic differences in the answers the three foresters picked for you, but you just were able to communicate a little bit more comfortably with forester A. So that's gonna be the first thing you do and give yourself a week or two to go through that process. You wanna make sure you reach out to three that are within a decent local radius of wherever your land is that way they can make sure they follow up with the operations fairly regularly and easily. And then you want to give yourself time to be able to interview them and sit on it, sleep on it. Don't decide on the spot. Let it sit with you. After you pick your consulting forester, you are now going to go through the process of actually what needs to happen. And ideally, course they are going to give you a contract and you need to ask for a contract but then they're going to go through the process of the actual sale now depending on how you execute the sale whether it is a negotiated sale or a sealed bid sale that's going to give you potentially different time frames if we are opening it up to the market and doing a bid style that simply means you are announcing to the local area My trees are for sale. All right. Just like kind of like an open house for your trees. You are saying, hey, this is available to all of those who are interested. And then you have a particular time frame for all of those who might be interested to be able to check it out. Again, just like an open house for your own home. If you were to sell your home, you would say we are having an open house on Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 4. Maybe it's Monday right now and you now know you have until Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, to get your house in order and that they have these time frames announced to be able to come to your house, check it out, see if it's a good fit for them to submit an offer. That takes time. The same is true for your trees. If you are doing a bid out to the market, you need to give all of those procurement foresters all of those wood dealers all of those loggers whoever may be interested in your trees at that point in time you need to give them time to be able to actually come out to your property and check out what you have they are not going to offer you a blind price without seeing what your track looks like. They want to see what type of products you have. How good is your access? What do the interior roads look like? How is your soil type? Is it a dry piece of land? Is it a wet piece of land? They want to really look at all the different characteristics of what your land has before they submit to you a potential offer. And that makes sense. Again, think of it in terms of if you are purchasing a house Now, I know some people submit offers sight unseen, especially within the last year whenever that housing market went crazy and everyone was just submitting offers without ever actually seeing the house in person. They were just going off whatever they saw on the internet. This is not going to be that case. You don't necessarily want to submit an offer price on a house that you've never actually seen. And in a more realistic case, you, Don't have Zillow pictures to scroll through to get even a general idea. You might be looking at kind of like a Google map aerial view and maybe you can drop down your little Google guy to get kind of that street view but in most cases you are just looking at a Google view of that house and saying what do I want to pay for that? You know it has three bedrooms, two baths, you know it's in this neighborhood, but all you can see is the Google view now you are expected to offer a cash price it's not going to turn out that well so you need to give all of those resources plenty of time to go out and check your property in person it's usually about a three or four week process ballpark you can be a little longer you might make it a little shorter on average it's probably not going to be any shorter than at least three weeks The more common time frame is about four weeks, but like I said, it could be a little bit longer time that you give these resources to check everything out. After that allotted time has passed, you then will start receiving the different bids. After that time has passed, no one can check things out. You might give another week for the bids to to come in and get submitted, letting them do all their calculations on their side. Your consulting forester that you contracted to work with you to do this timber sale, we'll then look at all the bids and communicate with you what the best offers are and what their recommendations are for you. Then you have to decide who do you wanna go with. So let's back up a little bit and look at our time frames because this is what we're talking about, right? We're talking about how your land and cutting your trees isn't a instant access piggy bank. So you spend a week finding the right consulting forester. Maybe you spend another couple days trying to work with them, get a contract, make an agreement. You then open up your timber sale. And honestly, it probably was at least a week or two from agreeing with that consulting forester before you open up the bid, because they want to make sure they do their own due diligence. So we are going to say it's two and a half weeks on a very expedited timeframe from deciding to cut your trees, Getting a forester letting them do their due diligence and opening it up to bid you now have another four weeks we are looking at six weeks at this point in time and i would say this is again probably a relatively expedited fast turnaround time frame so six weeks before you even get your bid and decide who do you want to work with now after you have made that decision you have accepted an offer your consultant forester and you Ignoring if it's a lump sum or pay is cut, they may or may not start operations right away. In often cases, they are probably not starting right after that. Many times, there is another time frame within that contract to buy that timber that allows them a window to start and complete operations. It could be three months, it could be six months, it could be 12 months from signing and buying your timber before they actually have to start and finish the logging operation i want that to sit with you again it may be 12 months before they start and finish cutting your trees most times it's not going to be that long depending on where you're located but i can almost guarantee you it's probably not going to be that following saturday So we're already six weeks out from when we decided to cut our trees to when whoever purchases the timber actually starts their window of opportunity to cut and harvest the job. So at that point in time, it will depend on how you did sell your trees, on whether you receive cash two months later from when you decided to cut your trees or is it gonna be spread out over the following six months. If you received it as a lump sum, yep, you could probably expect at that point in time you will receive your check in the mail and that following time frame of however long it takes them to cut their trees isn't really your concern anymore because you've already received your, your money. You've already received your cash and you could do whatever you wish from it. If you are selling pay as cut where you are receiving your checks in incremental processes as they actually cut the trees, you can ask for an advancement to help you with whatever needs you may need and then your money won't start coming in again until they do actually start cutting the trees and however long that takes one week one month three months five months it's going to be that same amount of time frame before the money will start coming into you in weekly or bi-weekly checks so the next time you decide you know what I'm just going to cut my trees and whenever I need money, that's, that's what I'll do. I'll just cut some trees to get whatever cash I need at that point in time. I want you to come back and listen to this podcast and remember it can take up to a year to go through the process from deciding to cut your trees to actually receiving the money from them and completing the job. We're not even going to touch on all the different aspects you need to remember the taxes, Putting a percentage aside for reforestation efforts, if it's a clear cut, just looking at that time frame. Your land is a great, great generational wealth asset, but it's not an instant access piggy bank. So, you tell me though, how do you view your land? Do you view it as an instant access piggy bank? Have you set your land management up to receive regular income streams? And therefore, you don't need to worry about receiving money on a dime. Or have you always looked at it as, well, whenever I need a little bit of money, I'll just cut a little bit of trees here, cut a little bit of trees there, and get whatever I need for that moment. And never really considered the time frame, the long game of what your land can provide for you monetary-wise. Let me know. If you found this informative and helpful, give us a shout on social media. Until next time.